0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another fantastic edition of your Hard in the Paint podcast, the weekend edition. I am your host, Matt, and again joined by Michael. And today, on this November 30th, 2018, we're going to be going over uh, just the general news and happenings of the NBA. You know, there's nothing better than some topical NBA talk. And, you know, what a better way to do that than cap off the week of games. Basically one week after Thanksgiving and sort of review what's been going down uh, now that we're about two months into the NBA But before we get to the NBA talk, uh, we do have a sponsor for today's show and our sponsor uh, today is You know another another show that uh, tends to go hard maybe in the paint but mostly in the ring with Creed 2 uh, so Creed 2 is uh, obviously a movie coming out uh, With Michael B. Jordan everybody's most favorite actor uh, And he stars in the next installment uh, To the low-key wokest sports movie franchise of all time in Creed 2 We find Michael B picking up the pieces after Thanos snapped his fingers to the Eastern Conference in the last May of course Thanos having wiped out a majority of the NBA is of course this almighty galactic god that just has to be stopped. And to stop this menacing foe, Michael B. Jordan has to team up with a classic cast of Hollywood superstars, including Lonzo, Rondo, Cuzmo, Lanzo, Brano, and Javel McGee to beat Thanos at his own game. After a substantially long filler training arc in the desert for two hours, our hero Michael B. Jordan is ready to settle the debate. Will Michael B. Jordan or LeBron come out on top? Find out in Space Jam Creed 2, Paint in the Ring. And with that, let's get started with today's NBA talk. So, let Biggest trade of the day, Michael. What is it?
1: Uh, <clears throat> some breaking news on the East Coast. Uh, a little bit of a wouge bomb. We got uh, Joakim Noah heading out to the middle of the country and the middle of nowhere and possibly the middle of the playoff seedings to the Memphis Grizzlies.
0: So, of course, Joakim Noah. Fantastic player. The first couple years he's in the NBA. Pretty much disappeared off the face of the map here.
1: Well, I mean, he was a really good college player, too. Back-to-back national titles. I mean, him and Horford killed in basketball. Come on.
0: Well, let's be real here. He's got no knees left. His tornado shot is obviously, uh, you know, leaves much to be desired. And still goes in more than Markel Fultz's shots. Uh, but, but I mean, uh, Memphis, I don't feel like they were really lacking another big guy. You know, maybe you say, okay, we need a vet presence in the locker
1: room. Is he an expiring contract, maybe? Maybe they're just trying to free up Cap's face.
0: His potential.
1: They're a bit tight with uh, Gasol and Conley on both pretty major contracts. So maybe the Joakim Noah move is... Uh, maybe it's an insurance policy in case Gasol gets injured later in the year.
0: I think that's your hope, is... Uh, especially at like the uh, sort of traditional center spot, they don't have a ton of backfill. I mean, you got JJJ there, but he's really more of a power forward. And you got kind of the stretch four going on. But maybe you think, all right, for a second unit, we can play, you know, a very traditional setup of front guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, mm. and Have a center who is. A center. I mean, when you think of a skill set, that's all he's got, minus the post game. And, and Maybe. you know, his seventeen foot shot's respectable.
1: No, nah, they're thinking uh, long game. Long game. Memphis is going to match up with OKC in the playoffs. Stephen Adams is a pretty traditional big. Uh, obviously, one of the best offensive rebounders in the game. And Joe Kimonoa is your uh, Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams kind of kind of counterpart there
0: yeah I can see it much better passing same tenacity on the boards very solid I think Uh, and you're also getting him for the vet minimum which feels pretty good to the checkbook speaking of checkbooks uh, the Thunder that we just talked about need to start mailing in that insurance policy on Andre Roberson's knees so A Character we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, It's almost like he got written out of the script for the show Just a sort of a bad string of leg injuries that have since sidelined him out of really key Thunder Playoff performances Potentially whatever title window they may have had the, The story goes he was rehabbing his previously injured knee and things didn't quite go so well took a little bit of a turn for the worst and he had to get an MRI and they figured out he had a very minor I think it was a minor stress fracture, so He's obviously gonna get that worked on and you know, he'll be gone for probably six months now, so There goes the funders regular season. Maybe he'll be back for the playoffs but speaking of surgery our favorite thick boy, Dwight Howard's getting surgery too, Michael. Where is this Isn't... surgery happening?
1: All right, first we got to clarify. He is not thick. He is just fat. <laughs> Zion Williamson is thick. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Dwight Howard, um, probably the most underrated player on the Eastern Conference right now. Uh, seems to be uh, trying to essentially leave the NBA on a good no or at least like on a in a way that doesn't just make him seem like a weak ass bitch um, you know I mean if a guy has to retire out of injury that's clearly better than having to retire because your nerves are all shredded from all the fucking sugar that you've been eating since you were like five so Dwight Howard
0: well you know the moral of the story is he's getting surgery but he won't be sitting on the sidelines because he's getting butt surgery so I guess he really <laughs> is an ass man you know, not to make an ass out of a bad situation, but uh, probably the actual significant trade of of the past two days is Kyle Korver going to Utah and Cleveland getting, uh, I think, two second rounders and Alec Burks. Yeah. What do we make of this trade, Michael?
1: Cleveland going full on the tank, it seems. It seems they are committed now more than ever to destroying this team. Went to four straight finals. J.R. Smith is, I mean, he's, he's sort of having this kind of weird breakdown of a relationship, I guess, between kind of the, the Cavs front office and J.R. Smith. Um, obviously, Ty Lu is out the door. Kevin Love is sidelined with the injury, but he's tied up on a massive deal. So maybe they try to trade him around the summer since a lot of the, free, like the top class free agents are kind of drying out. Uh, you'd have to imagine Tristan Thompson is also on the trading block. Um, maybe even Chetty Osmond. I mean, he's probably been their best player, so you might as well try and you know maybe the Lakers make a move for him. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised the Lakers didn't make a move for Kyle Korver since they need shooting. But
0: yeah, it's a little bit of an interesting spot. I think. I mean, you know, Utah's a great six-seven white man city, so I'll give that to <laughs> him. Uh But but it's okay. So now you've got. Potential, like,
1: Ingles outside replacement,
0: presence. Ingles bench player.
1: I don't think he gives you enough defense to really be, like, an Ingles replacement. I think it's just he's there to help stretch the floor. So that way it kind of opens up kind of the interior for Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, who, you know, kind of play more on – play more, like, hard in the paint. So – yeah. But it's kind of weird because you think of Quinn Snyder as like a defensive-minded coach.
0: We know Corver's kind of, I mean, it's a little bit of a return to him, right? He, was, he used to be on Utah a couple years ago. Yeah, like maybe. After the uh, Chicago stint he had.
1: Yeah.
0: So maybe it's a uh, beginning of a retirement process. Reunited with Jay Crowder, which is kind of
1: interesting. Oh, yeah. Totally forgot Jay Crowder was out there
0: Speaking of uh, Utah, Donovan Mitchell and Zach Levine have been headlining a new Adidas uh, basketball sneaker, actually, a pro model. I think it's called the Next Level, of course, spelled in a weird way, Uh, but it is a high top, laceless basketball shoe uh, by Adidas. Now, this is kind of a first for the industry. We've seen lebron recently and probably the past two years stray away from the typical lace setup to a velcro straps setup uh, and even maybe a one or two of those custom made for him that featured no laces and no straps however this is a model that just got revealed yesterday evening that is uh, entirely laceless entirely strapless it's just a very tight sock fit. Um, sort of a, hope, you know, hope it fits your foot kind of deal. There isn't a ton of customizability to it. However, it does look very uh, unique. <laughs> not, in a, not in a bad way. Unique. Yeah, okay, yeah. And I like... This is a, a change of pace for Adidas, you know? They've been doing those boost sneakers, they've done the bulky D Rose ones, they've done yeah, the low cut hardens. Um, obviously, John Walls are dead and Lillard's kind of the budget model. This is a little more of a different um market of the basketball sneaker they're looking for. I'll be interested to try some out sometime. I'm not quite sure when they release, probably like. I'll start breaking next year, I'd guess, but you'll start seeing players like Dono and Zach Levine and Jalen Brown and a couple other Adidas guys are gonna start getting these to wear in games. And I'm sure Should
1: we should we be concerned that Zach Levine, who plays for the Chicago Bulls as a shooting guard, is gonna be wearing Adidas, like the signature shoe, which we don't have any real road tests on.
0: I'm I'm crossing my fingers that he already went through the knee injuries, and so the curse can't affect him anymore. Uh,
1: Do you think the new shoes will help uh, Jalen Brown get out of his... Is this his third year? Fourth year?
0: Third Third year, year, I I think. think?
1: Third year, so he's kind of in a slump. Do you think the new shoe will kind of help get his game back? uh, Celtics sort of floundering a little bit.
0: Eh, potentially I'd rather see him just stop wearing miscolored shoes. i uh, like I don't like seeing You know, they, they were kind of eased off the color restriction But now you got I think it's mostly Celtics players wearing like one red shoe and one blue shoe And of course they're fucking green and white. So it makes no sense to me um, So anyways <laughs> now Now I, I'm gonna give you a little bit of a test here Michael Okay. Just, just in terms of of shoes, you know, a lot of MVPs (laughs) usually get signature lines, but okay, uh, you know, seven, almost eight weeks into the NBA now, you know, where's your MVP top five MVP race looking like right now? If you had to guess,
1: Uh, top five, Giannis, Giannis has got to be up there. Um, Joel Embiid. Those would be two guys. Uh, Kawhi with Toronto. Uh, Those would probably be the front runners. And then to fill out on the other two. um, Who else is doing well this year? We got got a Philly guy. We got Toronto. We got Milwaukee. Did we just throw LeBron in there just to like round out numbers? So that's four. You got to have one more. Uh, I mean the slot should probably go to Steph, but I guess Katie's been like on fire lately. So,
0: all right, you know maybe uh, maybe Kevin
1: Durant, maybe Anthony Davis, either Katie or AD. It's gonna be one of those.
0: I'll give you the credit right now. You got the you got the five right. You didn't really (laughs) put them in a specific order.
1: Ah, okay. I'll rank them.
0: Yeah. So now, Uh, so you got the five characters, but how do you rank
1: Uh, them? Giannis won. Embiid 2, Kawhi 3, LeBron 4, KD 5.
0: All right. Well, you're you're pretty darn close, Michael. Uh, (laughs) So according to the NBA.com right now, the leading MVP race goes Giannis, then Embiid, then LeBron, then Kawhi, and then Kevin Durant.
1: Okay. So they basically penalized Kawhi because he's got a better team. Or they bumped up LeBron because he's got a worse team basically i
0: think it's a little bit of that i think the you know lebron's had a lot bigger stat lines too yeah helps a lot and he's in the west so that helps a little bit i think but so it, we got
1: three guys in that conversation that had major injuries last year and in in Embiid, lebron and Kawhi.
0: and there's really no reason kd's on this list except that steph and draymond have been out for a week
1: I mean, he's been he's been killing it though, right? Like last, you know, they have the the KD Draymond kind of game. Then they have a losing streak of four games. But the last three four games, Kevin Durant's been like pretty fucking good. <laughs> like twenty sixteen, Kevin Durant.
0: you got to remember though, in, in all of these MVP races recently, we've penalized Warriors players because they've had so much. Help around them
1: yeah i mean as we should i mean
0: which is why he's not higher but i don't even think he should be on the list to begin with
1: I oh mean, no i mean he's out of I mean, the top
0: five
1: i mean you asked for five so i gave you i gave you a fifth guy i would probably put anthony davis on in that slot instead of katie um, I, would, I, I mean boston's see. gonna run into the same issue like boston like if boston takes off kyrie's gonna run into the same issue um
0: I would agree you. I think the Davis over Durant probably makes a lot of sense. I think you could also put, um,
1: you know. Darren Fox.
0: You could even put SGA on that list for the Clippers being the number one seed <laughs> right now in the West.
1: Wow, we just mentioned the Kings and the Clippers in this podcast.
0: So, So out of these five players, you've got three of them that don't have a signature shoe right now. And three of them that oh, yeah, have now right. been pitched by New Balance, and Kawhi <laughs> having been the new front runner for New Balance's basketball line.
1: It's so weird. New Balance, like,
0: does that make New Balance relevant again?
1: No, because like Kawhi, Kawhi is not going to like sell shoes. Like he's he fits the mold for New Balance, where it's like you know the the, the guy, the, the superstar that. Doesn't really care about being a superstar. You know, your kind of classic dad look, right? Kawhi could fit that. But, like, who cares? Like, Kawhi's awesome to watch, but I'm never going to be like, man, I really want to go hang out with Kawhi. Like, I want to be more like Kawhi.
0: So you're saying then that, like, if Kawhi came out with, like, his own custom pair of New Balance shoes, you wouldn't be interested at all?
1: No, because it's just going to be gray. It's going to be so Kawhi-like. It's going to be literally gray, maybe some black stripes. That's, that's probably going to be the look.
0: I don't know. I feel like I'm going to try and get some. Because they're probably <laughs> going to be cheap because it's New Balance. And they're probably going to be, like, surprisingly blue-collar. Like, solid but not fantastic. Um, And, and it kind of goes... You know, hand in hand with like Puma's coming back with the basketball shoes and then all these kind of other companies, some more Chinese brands have started infiltrating our league. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. I like it's nice to have more competition than everybody wearing like Kobe's all the time.
1: I guess. I mean, yeah, it can't hurt. I guess, like, the interesting thing will be, uh like, Puma signed all those young guys, right? Like, all the uh, DeAndre Ayton's and Bagley and... A lot of guys. One other, like, young guy. So, it'll be kind of interesting uh, to see what they do there, I guess. And then... Anybody with Reebok? Like, anybody, like...
0: I don't think anybody right now is, but I think Reebok's reps have been saying they want to sign somebody, so... Get back in the game, yeah. Been one way to start, you know. Get another guy in Philly with Reebok.
1: <laughs> I guess, like, who's, uh, which player in the top twenty should get the next signature?
0: Somebody's got to get Embiid. That like, dude's just too marketable.
1: Exactly right. Like between his Twitter and stuff, like, could you imagine him tweeting out about like uh, releases and drops? That'd be sick or you
0: remember like it4 when he's like oh these shoes got no game in them like oh yeah. my god what a diss.
1: <laughs> like i can just imagine and be dressing up as santa claus just like throwing out like shoes to kids It'd be fucking hilarious
0: <laughs> yeah his size like 24 <laughs> <Yeah. shagnosis. laughs>
1: like, just like chucking them at kids dude <laughs> it
0: fits his style too kind of kind of weird zebra print you know yeah anyways uh, speaking of signature shoes Derek Rose is now leading the most improved player and six Man of the year well I guess can't really compete for that anymore since he's been starting too much but most improved player conversation out of a sort of ridiculous turn of events for him ever since the Jimmy Butler trade a couple weeks ago so he has been uh, on a ridiculously Uh, High clip in terms of advanced analytics. So, like, PER has been through the roof. His three-point shooting, which has historically been, like, below 30%, is now...
1: Non-existent.
0: Is now 45% for the month. Uh, He's been averaging some very good stats. And this is a character (laughs) that we've always assumed has been sort of a Westbrook-type get to the cup and finish. And I think everybody's kind of taken aback at how much, you know, oh, if you go under the screen against Derek Rose, he's going to shoot a three on you now. Like that's just, that's just so absurd to me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dude's got to extend that career with it. You know, would, if he actually does become like not even, you know, he's kind of in this like pseudo role player kind of role. But if he actually does become, like, something really good, you know, like like a top three player on, like, almost any team. Like, if he were to move to any other team, like, he would be consistently, like, a top two, top three player. Would he be, like, the first guy to come back from injuries and, like, really, like, come back? It's like, this is an MVP, like, we're talking about. Like...
0: Yeah. And usually
1: when you get these kind of injuries like you always just they never really come back right like best case is like a Sean Livingston where it's like you know uh high school uh high school kind of lottery pick had that terrible leg injury when like his like fourth fifth season like when he was still relatively young so pretty much like the next like 10 years of his career is like kind of meaningless then he like hits up with the Warriors, and it becomes like the mid range specialist on that team, and wins uh, a couple titles, three titles. Yeah. That's that's kind of like the best case, right? Yeah, that we've absolutely. had so far. Yeah. But Rose clearly has a much higher ceiling than Livingston. What if Rose were to win the MVP again in twenty twenty one?
0: Holy crap! There's no because way he's still really happens. young.
1: He's still crazy young. He's what, 28, 29? Yeah, so he's like, I mean, if if his if he had legs, like he would be in his prime like now. Like he'd be like at the beginning of his prime. That's crazy to think about. And combine that with modern sports science? Yeah. Derek absolutely. Rose leads the Knicks to the number one seed in 2021. MVP, 60 wins.
0: Clip it and ship it, boys. we we're, we're all aboard that. <laughs>
1: We're, we're all aboard the D Rose return to New York. He could teach Kristaps how to come back from lower leg injuries. There you go. And the, the And the Knicks part, do need a point guard.
0: That can you do anything in the stat line. I think Frankie Frankie Nitalikina has had uh, three goose eggs here in a row. <laughs> Pretty sad. Uh but Rose, okay, so, like, Rose has had a ridiculously high uh, three-point shooting here past month or so, but his form is still gross. Like, I don't know if you see, like, actually, like, see any of the highlights or anything, but, jeez he's like, you can tell he's tried to change his shot from what it used to be to Yeah, take a lot of the load off his legs, and he's tried to make it more one motion, kind of like Steph. And, I mean, I guess it's going in, but it, it still doesn't look that pretty at all.
1: No, it actually kind of reminds me of, like, Lonzo's a little bit, where it's kind of this, like, you kind of roll your arms up kind of motion.
0: Yeah, so. it's, it's just not nearly as extreme. He doesn't go from one hip to the opposite yeah. shoulder. He just kind of goes from, like, center waist to the to the right. Yeah,
1: it, it's just kind of like this, like... I don't know, it kinda, it kinda just kind of arises me of Lonzo. And then it kind of made me think like, oh man, like maybe Lonzo shouldn't be a shooter. And he should just play more like a Derrick Rose kind of game. But obviously he's a much better passer. Mm-hmm. So maybe like you know, instead of trying to force Lonzo to like stretch the floor, they should actually like invert it and like let LeBron be like a stretch four. And let Lonzo be the interior guy.
0: Not a bad idea. I don't know. Uh <laughs> I don't know if Alonzo's finishing around the rim is that good right now, though. I think last year he was bottom of the barrel when it came to that.
1: But he's uh he's got he's got like a decent size for a guard. He doesn't have the Well he doesn't need to go all the way to the rim. Maybe he could do like
0: floaters? clay
1: well, yeah, like kinda of what Clay used to do. He's kinda of got like a similar build to clay, I feel like. Where clay kind of, you know, he stops a bit short from going right to the basket. But obviously he doesn't have that kind of touch. That play does
0: well the other uh, competition for Derek Rose right now for most improved player is Julius Randle and Evan Turner so uh, I, I don't I personally don't think these guys are even close to him in terms of at least for for right now mm. in terms of hype around most improved however It's important to note that uh, Randall is still ridiculously young and is probably going to be a pretty focal piece on that team going into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the difference is uh, start of the year, Derrick Rose was not even like a top three player on that team. Uh, Yeah, Jimmy. And so he kind of – he's basically pulled rank over Wiggins. I mean, really, like it's got to be like Cat, maybe Rose that kind of order and then you know, Wiggins the, f-
0: the funny thing is is that Timberwolves team now with Jimmy Butler gone reminds me a lot more of like the 2010 Derrick Rose Bulls team it's like in what the players do like okay he's got you know it's Derrick Rose still and mm. then he's got um, like Covington as like the sort of Lou Williams dang slash like Etuan Moore character and he's got, like, Sarich as, um... Kirk Heinrich? No, like, uh, Ronnie Brewer. Or, uh...
1: Whoa!
0: I'm trying to go back, man. <laughs> and then he's got, like, a a really good college center. Like,
1: you know, Kat and King. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, that's a good point. Eerily, like, analogous, kind of.
1: I mean, Cat's not as physical, but, I mean... Kat's got, like, a 2018 game, right? Whereas Joakim Noah was, like, from that era when, like, an interior guy really was the way to, like, win a title kind of thing. I see it, I guess. Um, it's it's I the know.
0: ultimate feel-good story. Like, if this team, like, made the playoffs and, like, got to, like, a seven-game series that came down to, like, Derrick Rose, like, taking the final shot, like... But losing still, I feel like you still feel good about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the you know, I guess the thing that Julius Randle and Evan Turner both have is they both uh, basically lead their second units on their teams. Um, so right now, Portland is actually kind of kind of doing the opposite of what most other uh, teams are kind of doing in the league, right? Where you have multiple uh, stars, or you know, maybe even like multiple all stars on a team. And most other teams try to stagger them, right? So, like, Steph gets minutes where Katie's not on the floor. Um, Ben Simmons gets, you know, minutes when uh, Jimmy Butler's not on the floor. Boston, they do this a lot, right, where you stagger players all the time. But they actually play McCollum and Lillard almost exclusively together. I mean, it probably has to do with their size. Um, Otherwise, it's too easy to just trap them, right? We saw that with the Pelicans last year. Julius Randle, like... Leads the second team for the Pelicans, and Evan Turner does the same thing for the Blazers, and they kind of play that like point forward um, inspired kind of play that Blake Griffin did like four years ago when Chris Paul got hurt, and we saw that kind of point forward. So who knows? Yeah,
0: I, I totally think that yeah, yeah, Randall has probably got the best. Chance at at overcoming him, mostly because yeah. if somebody goes down, he'll be starting, and then you know he's still a pretty high draft pick and and can do a lot of different things.
1: Yeah, I mean the thing he's not going to have though is that that kind of signature kind of games that you need in the course of a season to kind of win the, the win the votes. Right? Though, yeah, like Derek Rose had that fifty point game. I mean, like. That's, you know, like, and the entire NBA world just like shut down where they were like, holy shit, Derrick Rose had a 50 point game in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody went crazy for that shit. So I guess that's what they kind of got over him.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So did you hear about, uh? so Shaq was on a uh, Stephen A. Smith's, uh, I guess, like radio show or whatever. Like, not the ESPN one, but uh, I guess one of the other ones. And uh, Shaq officially passed over the uh, Superman title to Giannis.
0: Really? I didn't hear this at all.
1: Yeah, Stephen A. was like kind of asking him like, who is, uh, uh, I guess, best players in the league kind of conversation. And, you know, obviously LeBron was one. And I think he said Kawhi was up there and KD. Um, and then he threw in kind of Giannis, right, which probably up until this year was kind of not included in that exact kind of circle of uh players but uh he said Giannis is the new superman or something thereabouts
0: wow you know he stole the cake from dwight howard from the dunk contest and and now it's all milwaukee <laughs> from here on out with splash mountain and superman we might as well start our tickets now to disney world <laughs> cool.
1: And then uh, on the opposite, I th- so this other like piece of news that I saw was uh, Phoenix uh, actually s- try to put in some bids to get Markel Fultz.
0: I heard about this one, and I couldn't believe it when I heard it. Is Phoenix that desperate?
1: I think it's the idea that possibly next year you could have had a starting lineup of Booker, uh, Fultz, uh, Jackson, if he gets good, uh, DeAndre Ayton and Zion,
0: the twenty-one and under team,
1: is that is that not like the greatest like lottery team of the past like ten years? Yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> and what if they, they actually like fixed faults? Well, you know, like what if Phoenix like? this Phoenix has a pretty good like sports medical staff. That's what I was about to say.
0: They have a pretty good history of magical medical marvels steve nash i mean steve nash or mare
1: yeah um
0: i I could see it you know the only thing i have against it is phoenix always says they want everybody (laughs) like any mediocre (laughs) player phoenix is like yeah we'll take
1: who could have like if that had happened like what would have been the flip like what would have been this like hypothetical trade like who does who does philadelphia get because like they would want a guy that could just shoot from the floor or a three and d kind of guy
0: it would probably be like
1: a phoenix
0: doesn't have a ton of guards is the problem
1: <laughs> No, like, I mean, I I think the only like thing you would want is Trevor Ariza.
0: You might take um, Jackson, even though he's such a high pick, but you kind of want like a a backup player to when Butler or Simmons is not on
1: the floor. What about TJ Warren? Because TJ could be a playmaker on like a second unit for like three or four minutes like he could he could get kinda of streaky and get you some points. I
0: don't know. I think they would rather have like Tyler Eulis or something, even though that's like then you have two guards under six Oh, That's foot. so
1: gross. Yeah. That's really gross.
0: It'd be funny to watch though, because it's like alright, you don't know, you could play him like Reddick almost. Wow. It doesn't it just doesn't quite work to me. I feel like Phoenix or uh Philadelphia still has a lot of stock and Fultz
1: yeah, I mean obviously if they can if they can get him going. like he like his game should pair well with Simmons and Jimmy Butler.
0: and he has flashes of like, oh, you know, he can drive to the rim. he's got some good floaters. It's his free throws and like any shooting beyond ten feet just looks atrocious.
1: yeah, but he's also kind of like weirdly like he's got a he's got a pretty decent wingspan, I think. Like, he's not super tall. Like, I think he's only, like, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, at the most. But his wingspan is, like, 6'11".
0: Yeah, and he's, he's like, got a good craftiness to him, too. So, like, it makes a lot of sense for, like, how he would fit in and, like, why you would want him on your team. But is it, you know, time will tell if this ends up being, like, a prolonged nightmare of heroes. Rose <laughs> guests, like injury
1: So uh on uh r slash nba the other day you like pointed me out but uh one of our good friends thomas made the front page
0: Yes he absolutely did and i don't remember his reddit name but it was something about <laughs> uh willie collie stein doing a naruto run in game uh <laughs> one of the sacramento games like monday and i didn't so, uh, realize it was him but i saw the post <laughs> and then I, he sent me a, a snapchat later i was like are you for real he's like who else would have that username <laughs>
1: <laughs> so thomas if you're listening you are our viewer of the fortnite
0: yeah so so you win thomas good luck uh it's only <laughs> i
1: want to see more out of this kid man i want to see him uh, put together a string
0: yeah, you know, you, you just need a string of victories, then you'll be sixth Redditor of the year. It'll, you know, then you're on your way to getting the draft pick
1: that you want. Yep, not the best fantasy player, but you know, kind of, kind of passes the eye test a little bit. Exactly.
0: Speaking of the eye test, let's get to the marquee matchup of last Indiana night: Indiana
1: Pacers and the Lakers. Oh boy! Absolutely. The so. Uh... There was a... probably the
0: best playoff matchup from last year before LeBron traded. A playoff matchup? what In the East that wasn't Cavs or wasn't Celtics uh, Sixers.
1: Wait, what? You're talking about Indiana versus LeBron? Indiana
0: versus the Cavs man when Depot I mean... would try to singly, single-handedly win the series. And we all decided Oladipo Depot's actually pretty darn
1: good. Except he didn't play this game. <laughs> He's still injured. I know. That's, no, that's Lydie, the saddest. No man.
0: Hey, it's hard to see that team without him, really. It's just like, oh, man. It's
1: it's rough, however. Sabonis. I mean, who's Sabonis and Thadde Young? Sabonis. We um, Tyree have Tyreek Evans.
0: <laughs> Darren Collison. Good God. It's like feels so Indiana. Like I've never heard of more Indiana esque players.
1: Well, it actually kind of feels like a team that could just as easily have played on like the twenty thirteen Oklahoma City team. You know, kind of like a post like Harden trade where they were just like, "Ah, we'll just throw guys all around. We have some length around Katie and Russ."
0: Yeah, I read a I read a stat though that Sabonis is like. Some advanced stat, he's like top five in the league, <laughs> and he's like with like LeBron and Kemba and somebody else, and then it's like Sabonis. I'm like, what LeBron. the heck?
1: Uh, maybe like win, win, win contribution or something, or like points contribution, maybe or something, something along those lines, maybe. It's like though. they're not going to win unless Sabonis has like a good game without Oladipo, and like the same would be said for like Charlotte and Kemba and then LeBron and the Lakers, obviously.
0: Feels maybe bad to be something. Miles Turner though.
1: I mean, hasn't always felt bad to be an all He had
0: a great first year. He had like some sick blocks on LeBron. So did Ty Tyreek Evans. Doubles, but it's just been downhill ever since.
1: So did Tyreek Evans. It Ty- wasn't like Tyreek Evans like supposed to be like an all-star by now, based on that first like I think first two seasons. Yep. So LeBron put up. Some some more ridiculous stats last night. I, I don't even remember what it was. It was probably 30 plus 9 and like 7. Uh, do you think he's doing too much? Like too early? Like is he going to be able to make it to April when they actually like, need him?
0: This is a genuine concern I had too. Because uh, I think we talked about it last week. He was averaging like almost 40, 10, 10 for like the whole month.
1: Yeah, he had like a 44 game, like a 50 point game, and like a – Forty-two point game and like, like thirty-eight in the entire fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, he's playing all these like hard crunch time minutes.
0: Yeah, and he's like leading fast breaks continually. Yeah, like it. honestly, it's amazing that he isn't gassed, but he does more on his body than probably anyone else does.
1: And he's kind of returned to playing some defense. Yeah, like a bit. not like not like classic LeBron defense, like you know, like we saw in the Miami days, but. You know, definitely more than the I'm not going to give a shit like we saw last year with the Cavs.
0: Yeah, he's. I think he's taking the idea that, oh, I'm actually the best defensive player on this team. I better show everybody <laughs> what it means. Besides Tyson Chandler's back taps. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: I, 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 I guess. It just... I mean, you kind of knew that this year... I think if he came out of the gates like this, he probably would be like number 2 on that MVP conversation. Yeah, honest. the
0: narrative kind of died pretty early on. It feels like
1: it doesn't feel like they've they've like picked up enough steam as a team. Like like they're collectively not winning enough.
0: Well, it's um, true. They're 7th seed right now,
1: I believe. I mean, which is basically like where I think we kind of predicted them, right? And that like kind of 6 to 8 spot. Well, the but, narrative
0: had them at top four, and, you know, seventh seed in the West is only like 12 and 10. And that's like tied yeah. with the Mavs, tied with a couple other lower tier Western teams.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I think the Rockets are like the 13th seed or something, and the Spurs are way down there, too. So, yeah, that's a fucking. I mean, it's pretty idea. much everybody but Phoenix is in contention, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But like the problem is the Lakers need to get like the 6 seed because then they can match up with the 3 seed. To beat them then they'll match up with like a 2 seed. So that means they wouldn't have to play the Warriors until the Western Conference finals. Because so I'm assuming once Steph and Draymond come back, the Warriors will start clicking again and kind of take hold of the number 1 seed.
0: See, that's that's a that's a different strategy than I would have expected because it feels like routinely every year the best chance at killing the warriors in the playoffs was like the very first series cuz they don't quite whip themselves into shape fast enough
1: i feel like if you want to beat the warriors you got to get home court advantage which is what we saw with Houston last year you know and you have to you have to find a way of just winning like a game that you shouldn't be like you shouldn't have won Right, so like last year in the Western Conference Finals, there was Game Four, uh, in in the Bay, and the Warriors were up, I think, like five with like two and a half minutes to go or something, something like, like like something along those lines, and then Chris Paul basically just like took the game over, and killed Steph on on you know he just like manned up on Steph, Steph like couldn't get anything going the last two minutes, and then, like, the Rockets tied the series. So I think they need something like that, where it's like you just pull a game out so you have a chance, and then you tie 2-2, and then two out of the next three are, are, like, in your arena. And I think that's really the only way you can beat this Warriors team, which is a very, like, particular path to follow.
0: Well, either that or you try and get Draymond suspended somehow and then, um, you know, find Steph when he's a little bit injured and, and hope for the best.
1: Yeah, but then, I mean, as we saw kind of like last night, even with pretty much just Kevin Durant, you got a chance against fucking anybody. Yeah,
0: so that's really the craziest part of the whole deal is, uh, you know, maybe they took a little bit of a slump once that first KD Draymond scuffle went down, probably about 10 days ago, but past three or four games, KD has. Looked like MVP KD and has ruffled off a couple wins except for a very close, very almost playoff atmosphere Toronto adventure from last night. And this was a very entertaining to watch. Uh unfortunately I didn't get to see most of it. Uh but I did get to watch the highlights and you really get to see how like nobody can stop KD and Kawhi is it's like they just make sure that Kawhi's is never on KD and then KD scores and that's rinse repeat <laughs> like
1: yeah like I was watching like the last six minutes of the fourth quarter and the Raptors were up by eight or ten and so you kind of figured oh, okay okay but then KD just kind of He just kept going, like he just kept making threes, like all over the place. Like he'd make him at the top of the arc. He would do this one. He did this like dribble drive kind of thing, but then like swept out to the baseline, and then spun and threw up a three, and it went in. And that was with Kawhi on him. Yeah, yeah, that's shocking. And I was like, what the fuck? Like this dude, I'm pretty sure is like second second in scoring right now behind Harden, who's you know Harden's having like a a pretty awesome year stats-wise, obviously. Um, but it doesn't have, like, the team ranking to kind, of, to kind of show it. But it was just like, man, you know, for the longest time we knew Kevin Durant was the better scorer between him and LeBron. And then Steph kind of came, and then, you know, now it's, you know, Steph is the greatest shooter in NBA history. So we kind of forgot that KD is basically, like, like, he can shoot from anywhere on the floor. Like, he basically actually has, like, killer range from probably every spot. The Slim Reaper. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's a mid-range guy. And if you look at the stats, it's actually kind of interesting. Golden State is uh, leading the NBA in mid-range uh, field goals right now. Wow! Look at that. I mean, that's I think that has to. to do with, for you. Yeah, that probably has to do with the fact that Steph's not playing, right? But like a team that basically like opened up this whole Pandora box of, you know, jack up a bunch of threes, go for layups and dunks, don't really worry about the mid range, and then just play some like, solid defense. But I mean, Katie's this season putting up thirty-eight and six. That that's like fucking LeBron numbers.
0: Yeah, really good. And his defense is not nearly as bad as it used to be. That's a good point. I mean, um, you remember, I think it was beginning of last year, maybe the the year before, when like KD was in the uh, leading in blocks per game and like some defensive player of the year conversation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: And I was like, what the hell? Like,
0: it just happens to be the tallest guy on that team.
1: Yeah. I I mean, that's basically, I mean, that and you have Draymond and Clay. And Iggy, who are like kind of your, you know, they take all the hard assignments, right? Like yeah, defensively, yeah.
0: The primary defender, and then Kevin Durant always can help. Yeah. and kind of get the block or the yeah,
1: kind of like what Steph does with steals. Yeah, um, exactly. I guess like one thing I kind of noticed, and I, you know, this is like I guess something that you you would only really see if you watched like the actual games. I mean, it's not a stat, right? But without Steph, the team just feels really like stagnant like it kind of feels like katie really loves having clay around because he you know clay is kind of what katie would have wanted out of westbrook where a guy who could if you give him a ball can make the shot but he's not forcing the shot he's just kind of playing off ball all the time and then he plays defense on the other side kind of feels like katie really wanted russell westbrook to play like how clay does but then Clay just felt so fucking lonely. Like Yeah, it's you, you could tell, like, Clay just like I don't know, he looks kind of lost without Steph.
0: You can think back to the OKC days, like KD never had a like elite three and D two guard on his team. Like he had Roberson, uh he had Sophalocha who got injured real fast, just like Roberson. But like even those guys' three point percentages weren't
1: yeah, nothing Anywhere like this. Near yeah. yeah, I mean, Clay, Clay is also one of the greatest shooters of all time.
0: Let alone, like, the just general
1: well, last night. philosophy,
0: you know, yeah. that, that the Warriors run. And then I think with Steph out, they can just key on Clay for the threes because Clay doesn't really have, like, the myriad of moves that Steph has to get his shot off. You know, it's.
1: No, yeah, he's a very off ball kind of guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's got like. You know, a, he'll a make little his cuts to the, the basket. The jump, stop, is, drive, and the spin move shot. A little, he's got a little bit, but. You know, he doesn't have that.
1: Um, like off the dribble kind of.
0: Yeah, it's very plain, I guess.
1: Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of a lot of like a J.J. Redick, You know, obviously, obviously like on Royds, but like that kind of style where it's like. I can't really give him a ball, but I can kind of and kind of get him his shot
0: yeah it's it's a it kind of reminds me of like Kawhi's game like two or three years ago where it's like all right he does a pick and roll a crossover and he gets to the <laughs> yeah. rim. it's not like dance on a guy step yeah, back yeah. three or you know it's, it's, it's like
1: uh it's like one of those like fast food kind of menus where it's like oh i'll just take like this combination you know, like, they only have, like, six, like, offerings, right? Where it's, like, do you want, the number one at Taco Bell? Do you want the number two? And it's, like, that's basically Clay. It's, like, oh, I'll take, like, the two crunchy tacos and, like, the Gordita Crunch, three. Or do you want the, you know, like, the the box? Which is, like, oh, man, okay, cool. And we're going to get, like, a 50-point game out of Clay tonight.
0: Yeah, 50-point game with no dribbles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but, but the, the intense part of this game was... You Know, oh,
1: it's the Kawhi versus Kevin Durant kind of matchup,
0: exactly. You know, KD, I think he ended with 51 points, but Kawhi had 37, 37. and the W
1: a little bit and, of a spoiler there, and much better, like, man on man defense. Was like, they both play the same spot, right? Like, this is why we kind of look forward to LeBron versus Kawhi, LeBron versus KD, you know, those kind of combinations that we've had in the finals. But this is probably the only one because like LeBron's a bit older than the other two guys. But I guess this is like the best that we can get because I think Kevin Durant is 28, 29, and I think Kawhi is like 26, 27.
0: I think they're three years apart. So yeah, you might be right on that.
1: Whereas like LeBron is like 33, you know what I mean? Like like their ages are a little bit tighter. So like athletically, like they're kind of more or less in the prime together a little bit more. Well always Whereas, having you know
0: one to one matchup is so nice just from like a spectator's perspective.
1: Yeah, I mean it makes it, I mean it just makes it fun, right? Because it was like okay, this might be the first game that I watched where I really felt like Kawhi is back. You know, kinda of like back to like that twenty seventeen uh Kawhi. He was he was making shots everywhere on the floor, like everywhere, like baseline, mid range, threes, threes like, threes, like he was crossing over, and he was taking on Kevin Durant, like Kevin Durant, <laughs> obviously has like the size on him, but there was one that was uh towards the end of the fourth quarter, and they're out like uh probably around the the sixteen foot kind of line, like just inside the three by the Warriors bench. And Kawhi is basically just kind of manning up KD. And uh, he just takes a shot, and he makes it. And it's like it was completely wet. Like, no shooter's role, none of that. It was just over-fucking Kevin Durant.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the secretly great complimentary piece to all this is Kyle Lowry not having to be an offensive threat.
1: Yeah, Kyle Lowry is – playing fucking awesome right now. Like, his defending is so much better. His assist ratio, I'm pretty sure, it's like, number one in the NBA right now. It is. Like, this is, like, such awesome point guard play. Hell, like, last night, he went for, like, an offensive rebound. And it was so weird to watch because he's, like, obviously, like, one of the shortest guys on the floor, right? Outside of, like, Fred VanVleet. And it was just, like, four Warriors and Kyle Lowry goes for the offensive rebound and gets it. And it's, like, how? Like, you have Eurepko... Katie,
0: it's crazy to think that um, you know, just a year ago, kind of the identity of this team was the one-two punch of DeRozan and Lowry, and then you had kind of had all these random glue guys. And yeah, yeah. really, when you look at it on paper, I think all right, Kawhi is probably a strictly better upgrade from DeRozan, Mm -hmm. minus the injury confusion, but. It didn't really feel like a ton changed, but now watching him play, it looks like he's just a lot more in his element. Um and, and maybe that's some of that is the new coaching from Nurse. Yeah, I think um, so.
1: I think it's kinda of like what Milwaukee has, right? Where Milwaukee basically has mostly the same roster outside of like Ilya Sova and no Jabari, but with a new coach, it's like it's kind of opened up the game. Kinda of what the Warriors had when Mark Jackson was fired and they brought in Steve Kerr. It's like you basically have the same core, but all of a sudden yeah. it's like they're things deep. just start clicking.
0: Yeah, like priorities on offense and defense change, and what people shouldn't shouldn't do, and I, I mean that's the reason why their starting five is you know is it top top five offensive rating in the league right now of all starting lineups?
1: Yeah, basically. I mean they're so efficient. It, it looks it, like they almost,
0: always get a good shot.
1: Like yeah, like it really is Kind, of, it kinda of makes you think like this is what we expected out of Boston and instead we're getting out of Toronto.
0: You know like, Toronto is the number one team in the league right now, too.
1: Yeah. Like I mean it's crazy that like they had their best season in Toronto history last year with fifty nine wins and they could crack sixty this year because they're in the Eastern Conference, so you know you're gonna get like some easy games, you know, with uh like the Hawks and the Magic and those teams and like the the league has eliminated back to back road games from the scheduling.
0: Yeah, and that's great for Kawhi. Whatever potential injuries might walk up for Kawhi. Yeah, absolutely. And really to cap off all of this, you're thinking, all right, is this a potential finals matchup? Because I think most people, of course, had Golden State going all the way and Toronto. Being, you know, a favorite along conference, Boston kind and the of, Sixers. Yeah, yeah. And the only knock on this being a finals matchup is this game was <laughs> very much in Toronto's control for the first half. And they kind of threw it away a little bit. but regained it in overtime. But it went to overtime and Golden State didn't even have Steph Draymond.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's actually kind of weird. Because the same thing happened in the Lakers-Pacers game where the Lakers were up by, I think, like 24 or something, and then they had to throw LeBron back in the fourth quarter to close it out. So, yeah, I mean, especially with no Steph. I mean, that's a big thing, right? It's like you at least would have had a lot more kind of, you know, another shooter on the floor, right, to worry about to kind of stretch out the Toronto defense. And, like, they double teamed Katie a lot last night, which you can't really do if you have Steph and Clay on the floor with Kevin Durant. Um, But it really kind of felt like one of those signature games that you sometimes get in the NBA, right? So, like, uh, like, you know, a couple that I, like, kind of came to mind that I, like, took note of was, like, game one of the finals last year where it's, like, LeBron, you know, like, 51 points, like, brings them almost to it, and then Jared just kind of blows it. But it's, like, like, what a game-changer that could have been if the Cavs stole their first game in that series. Yeah, just so like, even if they lost yeah. in five. Even if they lost in five. It's, like... You know, it just felt like a really hyped up game, and then another one was uh, 2016. You and I actually watched this game, like I think in your apartment, and it was the Golden State goes to OKC, and it was like the fucking best game in like five years. And then Steph hits like a half court three at the end of the fourth oh quarter my God. to win the game that's, instead of going to overtime. I think that's like, that the was most like
0: regular season game. game I've watched
1: in years. Like, that that game last night between Toronto and Golden State felt very much like that, where it's like, holy fuck, both teams are, like, just, like, they're, like, taking, I don't want to say, like, not taking it seriously, but, like, they're just so fucking, like, focused on just, like, the very tiny things of, like, oh, I'm going to go and get this rebound. Oh, I'm going to, like, you know, make this switch here. Which, like, sometimes doesn't usually happen in the regular season. Because, you know, like, it's not usually as important. But this game felt important.
0: Felt like a, It felt like a playoff game. Like, it, you got to love it,
1: too, when... Yeah, Drake smack-talking with KD. You like, even
0: got the announcers into it. You know, the narrative. Like, that always makes those great, too. Just, like... That's one of the hard things to communicate through the television. Like, especially during the regular season. Because it's like okay, you know, end all be all. This game doesn't really freaking matter, but oh, maybe yeah, it does exactly. Because yeah. Toronto's proven they can beat Golden State. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was a breakout game for Pascal Siakam with fucking twenty six points. That yeah, player, of the like, game. like, yeah. like, I'm not, like, I've never really given a shit like about most Toronto basketball, but it's like, god damn, like this dude. Who the fuck is this kid?
0: Yeah, he's just one of those like. Six eight like random small like he went, blue he guys. He went yeah. coast
1: to coast and took on Kevin Durant. I was like, "Who the fuck is this kid?" Like, you know, kind of like when Jason Tatum like dunked on LeBron last year in Game Seven. Yeah, He was just like, "Oh man, all right, <laughs> bring it." It
0: was great. So, I, I,
1: if, if anybody yeah, all watching all, this has
0: not seen that, you should go spend ten minutes and at least watch the highlight reel.
1: Yeah, and like uh I guess like one, one last thing I will throw out there is uh so KD had fifty-one points last night. Steph, Clay, and KD have all had fifty point games this season.
0: Yeah, that's not insane. And KD's had two, I think, right? Uh I think I don't so. Know. Yeah, he had one against the Kings, I think.
1: Fuck. God damn. It was like, you know, just when we thought like this team Was, you know, maybe going to fall apart here with this whole Draymond thing, And it looked like there was a little too much friction. They just fucking regrouped. Like, goddamn. I would have loved to see this team, like, fucking blow up in the regular season. Just make the playoffs completely wide open.
0: Imagine if they had Boogie this whole time.
1: Dude, maybe maybe Boogie is, like, the secret. Like, what if Boogie comes back and gets 50 points in a game?
0: They'll have the most 50-point game and all-stars, like, ever. (laughs) like since the like original 68 lakers or something (laughs) that would be so cool
1: what a game
0: and of course that will wrap us up for this amazing episode of the weekend edition of in the paint podcast your nba podcast for all of your nba needs again uh, we'd like to thank you all for listening and of course our sponsor uh creed 2 for allowing us to always make this fantastic production uh, you can always leave us your questions, comments, concerns, mailbag in the descriptions below or at our emails provided. We always love hearing your feedback. And, again, our listener of the Fortnite or viewer of the Fortnite is Thomas, so we'd like to give a special shout-out to him. And we will find you Well, on... remember,
1: remember, Cree 2 settles the debate between Michael Jordan and LeBron. So that's, that's why all you NBA fans should go out and see Cree 2 with Michael B. Jordan.
0: Get a special sneak preview of that with Stephen A. Smith on First Take next week, Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And with that, have a fantastic weekend, and we will catch you all next week for more NBA talk.